working hard. So there's a there's another amazing part um, to the words of the days of Moshe Rabbeinu Alava Shalom that we're gonna learn part of it now. It's a long um, it's a long piece, but we will start. It's an in the hour that Moshe went back up to heavens and his soul left his holy and pure body and he was buried by Hashem. That is the blessing that Moshe, the man of God, blessed the people of Israel. Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani said, because that Moshe came to bless the people of Israel in that blessing, what does it mean, that blessing? When it's written, Zot HaBracha, that blessing, in Hebrew you say, Zot HaBracha, in that blessing, in Zot HaBracha, in that blessing, Bracha is blessing. And also it's written, Zot HaTorah, that is the Torah. So, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani learned that when Moshe blessed Am Yisrael in that blessing, so that is the Torah, like that it's written, that is the Torah, Zot HaTorah. The same Torah that it's written on it, Vezot HaBeracha, that is the blessing. Asher Berach Moshe Isha Elohim. And what, and Isha Elohim, the man of God, that is Moshe. Isha Elohim, as well, is written on, ha on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The concept of Isha Elohim, the man of God, is being written on Moshe, and also on Hashem himself, that it's written on him, Hashem ish milchama. Hashem is a man of war. In many places, we're learning through a tale, through an example, because godliness, infinity, is something that is unreachable. We cannot see that, we cannot grab it, we cannot grasp it. Therefore, Hashem needs to pick examples for us, tales, examples for us to be able to see the light through a certain filter and then it will speak to us and we will be able to understand. So we see that we have the blessing itself that is the Torah and Moshe and Hashem. Three aspects, three things. And why? For that amazing thing that was said in the verse, Ve'achut HaMeshulash, the triple string, not fast will be cut, will not be cut in a fast way. Means that the connection between Moshe and the Torah and Hashem, the Creator, is very strong. Rabbi Tanchuma said, Rabbi Tanchuma said, why he was called Ish HaElohim, the man of God, because when he ran away from Pharaoh, the verse is calling him Ish, a man. But when he went up to the sky, Moshe went up above Mount Sinai to the sky. Over there he is being called Elohim. And why Moshe had that merit that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself took care of his holy body and buried him? Because that in the time that he went down back to Egypt, and it was the time for the redemption of the people of Israel. 
and everyone were busy collecting silver and gold because Hashem commanded them to take wealth out of Egypt like that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised Avraham and told him that his children, the children of Avraham, your children will come back from Egypt with great bounty, with great shefa. Therefore, he commanded the people of Israel to gather and to collect gold and silver, to take it with them on their way out from Egypt. So in that time that the people of Israel were gathering all the bounty to take it with them, like the prophecy said, Moshe was busy and circling the city three days and three nights to find the coffin of Yosef, the righteous man because they were not able to leave Egypt unless they will take the bones of Yosef with them. Like that the verse is telling us that Yosef made, an, that Yosef made Am Israel, the people of Israel, make an oath, take an oath, that they will bring his bones with them back to Israel when the exile will finish. And when Moshe was asking for the coffin of Yosef to be seen, where is it? Serach bat Asher, Serach, the daughter of Asher, the son of Yaakov, saw him that he was tired. So she asked him, what is that thing that bothers you so much? Serach, the daughter of Asher, was already very, very old. She was a very old and blessed woman. She lived all the years of the exile. She was the woman that had the merit to tell Yaakov, the, the father of all the holy tribes, that Yosef is still alive. When the brothers of Yosef came to Egypt after Yaakov, their father, sent them to bring food from Egypt in time of drought and hunger. So they, after a long story that written, is written in the Torah, in the Bible, so then Yosef revealed himself to his brothers and gave them presents and gifts to give to their father, Israel. And on their way back, they were discussing how they will tell Yaakov that Yosef is still alive. Because as we know, in the beginning of the story, the brothers lied and they told Yaakov that Yosef was um, prayed, was eaten by a bad animal, by a, a predator. So. Now they didn't know how to tell him because they were afraid that from his excitement and from his joy after 17 years that he did not see Yosef and he was already old, they were scared that he will die from the excitement, from the happiness. So while they were discussing and they didn't know which advice will be the right one in which soft and simple, light way, they will tell him that Yosef is still alive. Serach, the daughter of Asher, went to him 
holding an instrument to play music and she played the song and she sang the song and he heard that song and that song was um, Od Yosef Chai Yosef is still alive Hu Melech B'Mitzrayim He is a king in Egypt Yesh Banim He has two children, two boys Menashe Ve'Ephraim Menashe and Ephraim that was the song that Serach, the daughter of Asher, sang with music. Um, and in that way, Yaakov heard that song. And the music was very relaxing and charming for him. And the words were like magic to heal his sad and broken spirit from the loss of his dear son, Yosef. And also the fear of losing more of his children and because that she made Yaakov so happy and she found the right advice how to revive him and to give him the strength and happiness she was blessed with eternal life with so 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 long life such long life that also it's written on her that she went up to heavens without dying so all the years of the exile she, Serach Bat Asher, was there with the people of Israel. And she met Moshe here in that place that we're holding in this wonderful, amazing, truthful, historical, and deep in message and in wisdom story that she met him when he was looking and searching for the coffin of Yosef, for the body of Yosef, Amarla. So he answered her, I want to find the bed of Yosef, Amralo. So she answered him, Bo imi lanilus. Come with me to the Nile, and I'll show you where it is. She was there when Yosef was buried, when Yosef passed away. He went with her and she told him, In that place the coffin of Yosef is. And they, the Egyptians, they made it made out of copper, metal, very heavy. And they sealed it from four sides, like in a square, in a box. That that is what the advisors of Pharaoh told him. And all the Egyptians, they knew that the people of Israel cannot stand and leave Egypt until they will bring the coffin of Yosef. And because that they know the importance of the oath that he made them swear, therefore they decreed to their black magicians, to their witches, and they made a coffin that is made out of copper. And in many spells, um, they, they forced the coffin to drown in a deep and strong and solid way into the Nile, to a deep place in the Nile. And that is that place. Immediately Moshe opened his mouth and said, Yosef, Yosef, you know that it is the time for the redemption of Israel. And you made them swear that they will not go out of Egypt until they will bring your bones with them. Now, Give honor to the God of Israel. Ten kavod l'Elohei Israel, 
and don't delay their redemption. And Moshe did what he was supposed to do to cancel the magic and prayed to Hashem and prayed to his God and the, and the, so, so Moshe actually saying to Yosef as well, Moshe is praying and asking Yosef to pray as well and rise fast and asking him rise fast from the depth. Immediately the coffin of Yosef started to shake and was rising from the depths till it was floating on top of the water, on the water. Moshe held it on his shoulder, shoulders and went with it. And the people of Israel took all the silver and all the gold and precious clothings and dresses of the Egyptians. And Moshe was not looking at that at all. He was happy in great happiness and joy. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, so for that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Creator said to Moshe, that will, that mitzvah that you made to bring out the coffin of Yosef will be, um, will have a form in your life. You shall be blessed for that. Not a small thing you did. Not only that you were not looking at silver and gold, also, you were keeping the oath of your people to Yosef, to the righteous man. And me, myself, in the time that you will come back to heavens, I will be the one to take care of your bed and no other person but me. This tale is revealing to us, this story is revealing to us that when the time, when the day of Moshe Rabenu Alava Shalom, Moshe, our teacher, um, may peace be upon him, came for him to go up to the heavens, to go away from this world. So the Creator told him, your time has come um, for you to die. So Moshe answered to him, the master of the universe, after all the effort that I put, you're going to tell me that I will die? Why, why are you telling me that I will die? After all the effort, after all the, the sacrifices, may I not die? May I shall live? Moshe is saying, I hope not to die. I want to live. So the Creator told him, it's a lot. Um, you're asking too much. To live it in like to go up with your body or not to die to stay forever is too big of a request. Ad potavo velotosif. You should come till here and not to add more. Not not anymore. You said enough. Call Yoshua, your student, veatzaveno, and I'm gonna command him. Amar lefanav. So Moshe answered to him, to Hashem, Ribono Olam, Master of the Universe. Why am I supposed to die? If it's for the honor of Yoshua, you can give Yoshua the job and I will leave my job. I will let him take the leadership, no problem. I don't need to die for that. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, And you will do for him what that he was doing for you. 
you're gonna be his helper, you're gonna run for him like he was running for you, taking care of all your needs for you. Answered, Moshe answered to him, Hen, yes, immediately. Exactly, Hashem said. Moshe Rabbeinu said exactly. I'm, I'm laughing. Look at this uh, humility of Moshe. Like he's like really like, yes. What's the problem? Hashem is telling him, I'm calling Yahushua, your student, and you're gonna do for him what he was doing for you. Yes, no problem. Immediately agreed, Moshe after Yahushua. Whatever Yahushua is saying, yeah, I agree. and he told him, Rabbi Yahushua. <laughs> so he called him my rabbi. Immediately Moshe made Yahushua his rabbi, no problem. So humble. Called him Rabbi, my teacher. <laughs> Yahushua Binun was very scared, was terrified, and told him, and to me you're calling rabbi? You're calling me rabbi? Don't call me rabbi. <laughs> conversations of, of fires, conversations of diamonds, con conversations of... Of souls, are you calling are you calling me a rabbi? Moshe Rabbeinu is answering him to, to Yoshua. Do you want me to live and not gonna die? Like what's what's the question? Of course, I'm gonna call you the rabbi. Don't you want me to live? But you want me to die? Well, of course, whatever you say, Moshe, I agree with you. Yoshua agreed with Moshe. Why? It's written in a very old-fashioned um, language, like very old. So I need the many times they don't put um, vowels and they don't put put um, um, dots and uh, comma and uh, and all those things that makes reading easier. So I need to read it. Let's see again. So. Moshe is explaining to Yoshua the situation, um, but don't worry, it will be good for you that I'm not going to die in the way that if something will be hard for you, it's going to be complex, I'm going to teach you immediately, but please accept it on yourself that I'm going to live and I'm going to serve you as you were serving me. So Yoshua, the student, is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, everything you're going to decree on me, I will accept but it's only for me to be able to keep on seeing your face. I love you. I want to see your face. For you, I will do whatever you, you will tell me. Immediately, Moshe Rabbeinu started respecting Yoshua with all the honor that Yoshua was respecting Moshe. They went into the tent, Ohel Moed, the tent that Hashem was revealing himself to the righteous ones in the desert. And the pillar of cloud came down, like it's written in the verse, Vayered Adonai Ba'ohel, Hashem came down to the tent, Anan in the pillar of smoke, and it separated between Moshe to Yoshua. The pillar of smoke separated, came in between Moshe and Yoshua. Yoshua was inside, closer to Hashem, and Moshe Rabenu was from outside. Because that he saw that, Moshe saw that, he like realized now Hashem going to start revealing himself to Yoshua, and then Yoshua going to start telling me, he said, i rather to die 100 times and not to have no kind of jealousy, uh, not to envy 
Yoshua even once. So Moshe felt that that's going to be a, a test that is too hard. Uh, he won't be able to see Yoshua talking to Hashem face to face, and he cannot see Hashem face to face. And uh, so he said, I'd rather to die. I cannot stand that test. So Moshe started to speak, started to claim in front of Hashem. And he said, Ribono shel olam. What is the sin that I have sinned? What is the sin for me to die? So Hashem told, like he's asking, why am I supposed to die? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, from the cup of the first man. Means you're not dying because of your own sins. You're dying because of the sin of the first man. That it's written on him. There was a certain fear in the heavens that Adam will become eternal, that Adam will be too strong and will um, take advantage of his powers and not going to do what he needs to do for Hashem with his life. Therefore, Hashem decided for him not to live forever and therefore he died and not only he died, also all his um, children in the future to come. And like we said once already, once or twice, there were 10 righteous people who did not die. And they went up to heavens without dying, without that curse of death. But Moshe was not one of them. So Moshe said to Hashem, Ribbono shel olam. Was it for nothing that I ran for you, that my legs went in the fog? Was it for no reason that I helped your children um, carry your children on my back like a horse? So, like, how can it be that I did so much for you and you're not saving me from the death? So Hashem told him, I already decreed death on Adam, on the first man. Therefore, there is no way that I can cancel that decree. It's already happened. So Moshe said, The first man, a very small mitzvah you commanded him, not to eat from the fruit of the tree of knowledge. It's a very easy mitzvah. And he violated it. And me, I have not violated any of the mitzvot. And you commanded me so many mitzvot and I did not violate it even one. So Hashem answered him, but you know that Avraham made my name holy in the world and famous in the world and he died. So you need to understand, Moshe, that it's your time to die. Moshe told him, so Moshe told Hashem, but Yatsa Mimeno Ishmael, because of all the sins that came out of Avraham, because of his son Ishmael, that came off the right path and was not keep on following the purity and holiness that the nation of Israel were commanded. Therefore, there was a lacking in Avraham. Amarlo, so Hashem said to Moshe, Hare Yitzchak Bno, Shepashat Tzavaro Al Gabea Mizbeach, 
But here you see Yitzchak, even though that he was willing to die, gave his neck on the altar, he was ready to be slaughtered under the knife by the hand of Avraham, his father. So Moshe told him, he is not a good example. Yatsami meno Esav, Esav came out of him. Also Esav, the head of the nation of Edom, he was also a father to many evil people, and he himself was evil. On Ishmael, it's written that when he was a child, he was not um, acting in an appropriate way. But later on, it's written on Ishmael that he did tshuva, and he corrected his ways and became a righteous man. So on Ishmael, it's written definitely that he became a righteous man, and he was righteous. But not all his children are walking in the path of truth. So now Moshe is saying, so Hashem is saying to Moshe, Hare Yaakov, but also Yaakov, the child of Yitzchak, the 12 tribes came out from him and the 12 holy tribes of Israel and they were righteous and they never made me upset. They never made me angry. So you see that even though that he was righteous, even though that he was pure, still he died. Amarlo, so Moshe answered Hashem, but he did not climb to the sky and he did not enter into the fog and you have not speaking with him face to face and he did not receive the Torah from your hand. So I am in a higher level than him. So why won't you spare me from death? Amalo Akadosh Baruch So Akadosh Baruch told Moshe, Rav Lecha, you got enough. You have a lot of reward. Al Tosef Daber Elai Od Badavar Don't speak with me anymore on that topic. So Moshe said, Ribono Olam, please, maybe the people of Israel will think to themselves that maybe you found in me bad things. And if you were not finding bad things in me, you would not take me away from your world. So Moshe is trying to claim another claim. Maybe people will think that I have sinned, that I did something wrong, and that's why you killed me. Hashem answered him, I already wrote it in my Torah. There was no prophet in the, for the nation of Israel that was equal to Moshe. So Moshe asked Hashem, but maybe they will say when I was young, I was not fulfilling. No, the opposite. Maybe they will say that when I was young, I was fulfilling your will, but when I got elder, I was not fulfilling your will. Maybe they will say that what that we wrote in the Torah, what that you said, commanded me to write, and I wrote that I was a prophet and that there was no prophet as me. Maybe it was on the earlier days, but on the later days, maybe they will say that I have sinned. So Hashem answered him, I already wrote the reason why you are going um, to die. Al asher lo On the fact that you made that mistake, um, and you were not making the name of Hashem holy in the, um, in the mitzvah that Hashem told Moshe and Aharon to speak to the rock, and instead of speaking to the rock, that water will come out of it, they, Moshe hit the rock. So for that mistake, 
he, so to speak, had to die. So Moshe said, Ribbono shel olam, let me enter to the land of Israel and I'm going to live there two years or three and I'm going to die. Please just let me get into the holy land of Israel. Look how precious the land of Israel was in the eyes of Moshe. Moshe knew and realized the greatness and the importance of the land of Israel. And look, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, Ekanes l'Eretz Israel." Moshe is not asking to enter Palestine. Moshe is asking to enter to Eretz Israel. Oh man, we need to add it, we need to change it, no? Moshe Rabbeinu will say, let me enter Palestine, no? In the translated Bible, to which language it's written, I will enter Palestine? Oh no, it's not written. I wonder why. Okay, so Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, let me enter Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, and I'm going to live two years over there, or three, and then I'm going to die. So, Hashem told him, it's a decree. I said, I said my thing already, that you will not enter there. So Moshe is asking, if I will not enter in my life, let me enter after death. Take my body, at least bury me in Eretz Israel. He's asking, and then he's asking again, all that anger on me, for what? So Hashem answered to him, for you not making my name like holy and known to the people, to the world, to people of Israel, on the, on the rock, on the story with the rock and the water. So Moshe said to Hashem, answered to him, but it's written that you, the verse is saying, Kol elif al el, all those things Hashem will do, and you're mannering, behaving with your creations in the midah of mercy, in the attribute of mercy, first time, second time, third time, and so it means that you are forgiving your children, even if they sin once and twice and three times, you're still forgiving them and me. One sin I'm not holding in my hand, and you're not atoning me for that mistake. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered to him, Moshe, there are six sins in your hands, and I have not revealed them to you. Six sins. Hashem is showing to Moshe that he made six mistakes, six crimes. And he never, but Hashem never told him. In the beginning, you told me, Shelachna beyad tishlach. First of all, you told me, don't send me. Moshe said to Hashem, don't send me. Hashem told him, I want you to be a messenger. Moshe argued with Hashem, told him, don't send me, send someone else. First crime. For what Hashem is saying to Moshe, that was the first crime. Second, you told me, since I came to Pharaoh to speak for you, Pharaoh started doing worse things for these people. So it was an aspect of blaming me, Hashem is saying to Moshe. Third thing, Lo Hashem Shelachani. You said that Hashem is not your, the one who sent you. Fourth, Hashem, 
will it be a creation that Hashem made? So, things that came out of the mouth of this righteous man, Moshe, that were not perfect, 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 already considered as crimes to his high level. Fifth, Shimuna Hamorim. You said to the people of Israel, the rebels, you're rebelling, you're rebelling against Hashem. You said bad thing on the people of Israel. Sixth one, You told the people of Israel that they have a culture of sinners, that they're sinning. How can you say bad things? Do you want to say to on Abraham, on Yitzchak, and on Yaakov, sinners, because you told their children so, like you told their children so, so it means that you meant to say something bad on your ancestors, on Avraham, on Yitzhak and Yaakov. This is very wild. This is very, very wild. Why? Because you can see here that those words are not considered as sins at all, just to the high level of Moshe and to the very high expectation of Hashem for Moshe, those words considered as sins. So Hashem said, uh, so Moshe said to Hashem, from you I learned that you will bring forgiveness to all the sins. I never mentioned their ancestors, Moshe is explaining, and many, many times that the people of Israel like, even though that you told me that I said about them that they are sinners and it means that I said on the ancestors, I never mentioned the ancestors, Moshe is explaining. And also, so many times the people of Israel sinned and I begged you and I prayed for them and you forgave them and, and, and it was because of my prayers and now you're not going to forgive me. So Hashem answered Moshe, look at their argument. Hashem said to Moshe, a decree on a public is not the same as a decree on an individual. I forgive them because they were public. They were a public. But you, you're an individual, so I will not forgive an individual as I will forgive the public. And also, until now, there was time in your hand, was given to you, and now the time is done. Very painful, <laughs> very, very painful situation to see here Moshe is begging um, for his life. Immediately Moshe prayed more requests and begging and said um, and, and asked from Hashem to have mercy on him and to forgive him for his mistakes. It's like a tale on a person. The, all this situation that we learned is like a wise person that was teaching the son of the king. A wise person was a teacher of the prince. And all the children of the palace of the king were afraid of him. But not only the children of the palace were afraid of him. All the world was afraid of him. And they were fulfilling his will of that teacher. Why? because he was teaching the prince of the king. So he had a lot of honor. They were afraid that he will say something to the king and immediately the, the decrees will come out. After a while, the son of the king died. Because he died, 
his rabbi lost all his goodness that he was receiving, like compliments, honors, whatever, from the people of the palace. And he lost his job because he was the teacher of the son of the prince, but the prince died. So he started going asking for charity. We didn't have money. So all the days that the son of the king was alive, he had everything. But because that the prince died, he lost everything. That was the situation with Moshe Rabbeinu. As long as he was alive, everything was in his hands. He was able to go up to the sky and go underground. He had the power to go up to the highest level of sky of them all, that is called Marom, and to take presents for people. He was able to open the sea with his arm, to bring water out of the rock, to bring down the man, food of the angels, to the people of Israel in the desert. And not only that, just that if he would say, Please, Hashem, do this, do that. Hashem was fulfilling His will, doing whatever He was saying. And more than that, He said to Hashem, If you're not coming with us, don't take us from this place. He was strong. He was able to control Hashem, to say things, and Hashem had to fulfill His will. That is the story. As long as Moshe was alive, everything was in his hand. He had the power. But then when it was his time to pass away from the world, he had to ask forgiveness. He had to ask for charity from the one who was uh, from God, from the one that is on top of him. So it's written on uh, Moshe in the last day of his life that um, when he was alive and exist, he was strong and powerful. He had the power to achieve everything he wanted. But when it was his time, to pass from this world so he was looking for someone to ask for him um, mercy mercy for him and on that it's written a person that feels poor he's begging for mercy and it's written that there is time for everything when it was the time for Moshe for his greatness to be seen so he went to Egypt to redeem the nation of Israel, and it's written on him, Ha'ish Moshe Gadol Me'od Bechol Eretz Mitzrayim, the man Moshe was great, very important and known in all the land of Egypt, and now he had to beg, like that it's written, Va'et Hanan Ba'et Ha'i, that he was begging in that time for Hashem, begging. He felt the need to beg. He did not have the power to save his own life. In that time, he said, Adonai Elohim. He called Hashem in two names, also Adonai and also Elohim. Why those two names Moshe mentioned? To teach us that, Hash, that Moshe, like, re, Moshe revealed that thing to us, to, to let us know that in those two names, the Creator created His world and the man in judgments and in mercy. That it been said, that Hashem created the man, and it's written again, Hashem Elohim, Adonai Elohim, two names. And where do we learn that those two names are one of mercy and one of judgments? That it is written in a different place. Adonai, Adonai, El Rachum Vechanun, 
the name of God that is written here twice, the name Adonai, that is the name that is written Yud, and then the letter Hey, and then the letter Vav, and then the letter Hey again, is the name that represents mercy and kindness. El Rachum Vechanun is the God that is merciful and kind. Here you can see that the name of Yud Kei Vav Kei is the name that represents mercy. And about judgment, you have the verse that is saying, Moshe said to Hashem and called him Elohim in the name Elohim, called him to show the greatness, your powers in the burning bush. So that name, Elohim, is a name that represents the judgments, the power of Hashem. And now, in my elderness, when I'm very old, I'm asking mercy for your people, your flock, that you will forgive them and atone for them. And please spare your slave. Moshe is begging and asking to be saved that Hashem will not take his soul. Please don't be as a king, flesh and bone king. Because a king that is human, flesh and bones, when he has a slave, so when the slave is young and he is already as a hero, strong, he loves him. But when he will get elder, he hates him. A person cannot love someone like a slave or something like that for many, many years. Like in a certain time, like it's, it's enough for him. We're not talking about family, we're talking about a king and a slave. So like when the slave is good, running and doing great things, so he cares for him. But when the slave is not functioning so much, so the king doesn't care for him. So Moshe is asking from Hashem, don't be like that king that when the slave became old, so he doesn't like him anymore. Don't throw me when I'm old. Al le'et zikna. And then we'll keep on interpreting verses that Moshe said to Hashem. Et God lecha, show me your greatness. Those are the ten uh, commandments. Et yadcha chazaka, and your strong arm. Those are the ten plagues that Hashem sent on the Egyptians. El asher mi el bashamayim, because who is God like you in the sky? and in the land, you created everything and it's in your hand to kill and to revive. And there is no one to do your actions that you, um, in the future, uh, known to, to, to do. You will be the one for the, to, bring, to revive the world, to bring the resurrection of the dead and no one else is able to do so. And why Moshe said so many things, why Moshe is begging so much to Hashem? Because Moshe assumed that if the people, like now this holy book is explaining to us the reason for Moshe begging for his own life. Why did Moshe beg for his own life? He assumed that if the people of Israel will want to sin, he will be able to stop them. And on that it's written, Bashamaim Uvaaretz. He wanted to say there is one God in heavens 
and there is no one but him. But Moshe is asking, let me make the world know on the grace of your honor for the generations to come, that I will tell them that by me you opened the sea and you gave the Torah to the people of Israel and you brought down bread from the sky for 40 years and you brought up water from the well and you brought out bread and uh, you brought out for them water from the rock. So now if it's good for you that I will represent you for the generations, let me not die, that just that I will live, Moshe is asking, and I will tell the stories of Hashem, I will tell your actions. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, it's enough. If you will stay alive, people will fall to a mistake, and they will worship you, and will make you to be their God, and serve you. This is the most amazing thing that we can understand, that people are idolizing even like, even human beings. Because the people don't want to work hard and they don't want to believe in an unseen and hidden mysterious God, they rather to choose a human being and to worship him as if he was God. So Hashem told Moshe, people will start worshiping you. People will not understand that you are a man. They will think that you are so godly that you are a god. So Moshe answered to Hashem, Ribbono shel olam, you already checked me in when you made the gold, when, when the golden calf was made and you canceled it. And now, and now I shall die. So Moshe is admitting that the people of Israel were able to fall into that trap of worshipping someone else and he realized that they are capable of that failure of worshipping a man or some kind of idol and therefore he did not want, God forbid, for that mistake to happen by him so he was more prepared um, to die in that aspect. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, Moshe, who is your father? Moshe answered him, I am the son of Amram. Hashem asked him, and Amram is the son of who? Moshe answered, Ben Yitzhar, the son of Yitzhar. And Yitzhar is the son of who? Hashem is asking, Moshe is answering, the son of Kehat. And Kehat is the son of whom? Hashem is asking. Moshe is answering. Ben Levi, the son of Levi. And all of them, Hashem is asking, from who they came out? Answer to him, from the first men. So Moshe, so Hashem asked him, Is one of them is still alive until today? Moshe answered, Everyone died. So Kadosh Baruch Hu answered to him, And you want to live? If everyone died since the first man until now, why do you want to live? So Moshe answered to him, The first man stolen and ate what that you did not wanted him to eat. And you decreed on him death, the punishment of death. Me, 
I never took anything from you with no intention. I did not steal anything. And also you wrote about me, Moshe, my slave, in all my house, he is loyal. So how can, why, why are you punishing me for the same punishment, in the same punishment that you punished Adam? Adam took the apple, the, 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 the forbidden fruit, we call it an apple, but we don't know which kind of fruit it was. Told he took the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge and um, you punished him for that. But me, I have not done that thing at all. So why are you punishing me in the same punishment? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem answered Moshe, you, um, you think that you are more righteous than the first man and his generation? Moshe answered to him, yes, Adam HaRishon, the first man, and Chava, the snake attempted them, convinced them to sin. And me, I revived dead people through the snake. I controlled the snake for him not to be able to kill me, just I was using it to heal people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered to him, Do you think that you're greater than Noah and his generation? So Moshe answered to him, Yes, Noah, you brought on him and on his generation the water of the flood. And Noah did not ask mercy for his generation, but I told you, that if you will not forgive them, please erase me from the book that you wrote. So I am different than Noach. So Moshe, so Hashem asked Moshe, and do you think that you're greater than Avraham, that I tested him in 10 kinds of tests? So Moshe told him, from Avraham came out Ishmael, that from the seed of Ishmael, hundreds on hundreds of thousands of your children will be killed throughout the generations. The children of Ishmael killed thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of Israeli people, Jewish people, and from lost tribes of Israel. So he found a lacking in Avraham to, to save himself, told him, Hashem, do you think that you're greater than Yitzchak? So Moshe answered, from one of his children, came one of the ones who will destroy your temple and will kill your children, the servants and the Levites. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from the children of Esav, of course. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, did I told you to kill the Egyptian? You also killed someone. So did I told you to kill the Egyptian? So Moshe answered to him, and you also killed all the elders of Egypt so do you want to kill me for one Egyptian that I killed? You killed all the elders, all the firstborns. Look at the nature of Moshe, how, how strong and stubborn this holy man is for purposes that are highly and divine. He does not stop. He, like, he fights with Hashem till the end. Like Hashem is telling him, but you killed the Egyptians. He's telling Hashem, but you also killed the Egyptians. So like, amazing, amazing to me, amazing. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, and you think that you are like me? I am killing and I revive. Are you able to revive like me? And you don't remember how much honor I honored you? You told me, stand up, and I stood up. You told me, come back, and I came back. 
And also for you, I changed the, the, the order of the sky and the land, that usually the sky are bringing down dough and dew and rain, dew and rain, and the land to bring out bread. And you told me, I don't want that. I want the sky to bring bread and the land to bring out water. So I did that for you. Like that it's written, Here I'm bringing down bread from the sky. And I said, Water of the well come up from the ground. And also, Hashem is answering Moshe. I wanted to give you life. And you told me, I don't want, I want to die. And also, you told me, Will there be a creation that Hashem, that the ground will open its mouth and swallow? And I fulfilled your words and I did what you asked me to. Like that it's written that the land opened its mouth and swallowed Korach and his people. Also, I said that everyone who worship idols um, will be killed. And when the people of Israel sinned with the golden calf, I wanted to kill them for that. And you did not let me. And you forced me to forgive the people for their crime. And I forgave as you asked me to. And not only that, Hashem is explaining his reasons to Moshe. Also, the Torah is being called after me. That it's written, Torah Adonai Temima. The Torah of Hashem is innocent, is complete. And I called it after you that I said, Remember Torah Moshe Avdi. Remember the Torah of Moshe, my slave. Also, the people of Israel are being called after me. That it says, Kili b'nei Israel avadim avadaihem b'ni b'chori Israel. The children of Israel are my slaves, they are my children, my elder ones, Hashem is saying, and I called them also after you, that it says, Moshe Amo. Remember the days of the world, Moshe, his people, like his people are him. And not only that, just also that I spoke with you in speech, in talk, in, in two ways that it says, Vayomer Adonai el Moshe, Vaydaber Adonai el Moshe, that Hashem was telling Moshe and Hashem was talking to Moshe. Also, you spoke with me, Be'amira, in talking and in speech. That it says, Vayomer Moshe el Hashem, Vaydaber Moshe el Hashem, you were talking to me and you were telling me. And Ani, I'm not eating and I'm not drinking, Hashem is saying, and I made you like me. That it said on you that you were with Hashem for 40 days and 40 nights, bread you did not eat and water you did not drink. Also, I am God and I made you as God as well. That it says, I made you God to Pharaoh. Also, I have prophets, and you also have a prophet, that it's written, And Aharon, your brother, will be your prophet. He is your prophet. Me, there is no creation that can look at me, Hashem is saying. Also you, that it says, that people were scared to look at Moshe, because his face was shining. Also, I said, 
to you that you will see my back and my face will not be seen to you. And also it's written about you that the people of Israel looked at your back and was not able to look at your face. In 22 letters I respected the Torah and in all of them I respected you. I sent you to Pharaoh. You took out the people of Israel out of Egypt. I command you commanded I commanded you on Shabbat and on the covenant. I gave you the 10 commandments. I covered you with a cloud. I gave you the two holy tablets made out of stone and you broke them. I made you an individual in the world. I brought the Torah through you. I respected you higher level than in a higher level than 70 elder people of Israel. So after all those things that Hashem is explaining, Moshe came back and admit on everything and explained to Hashem, Ribbono Olam, you gave me great power, you made great favors with me that I cannot even tell one out of 1,000. And all the world, they know how much you increased me and respected me. And all the world, they know that you are Adonai Echad V'Yechid Be'olamcha, one God that is the, alone in your world. And there is no one but you and no one as you. And you created the heavens and earth. You're the first and you're the last and no one can praise you. If you think that Moshe is stopping here from his requests to stay alive, so you're totally wrong, but you're going to have to stay patient for the next time we're going to read from this wonderful book. Thank you. This is Dror Moshe Kasuto. Glad you've been listening. The Emuna Project is a non-profit dedicated to producing faith-based media like this podcast. To support our work and to see all our activities, books, and services, visit emuna.com. That's E-M-U-N-A-H dot com. You can also connect with me on social media at Rav Dror for posts and updates. Chazak Strength and Blessing.